This episode is brought to you by Vintage T-Shirts. Vintage T-Shirts are great because they're old, they're unique, they're stylish, but one thing that makes vintage shirts even cooler is the smell that you fucking can't get rid of. When you order a cool shirt on eBay that's 28 years old, it looks great, it's brand new, no matter how many fucking times it was worn or not worn, even if it is brand new, it always just... There's always just a scent of just fucking a damp garage, and it just smells like a musty old man, and it really fucking, and I sprayed cologne, I fucking tried to get a girl and spray her perfume on it, I tried to fucking, I got it dry cleaned, and it just smells like fucking, just, just smells like shit, so whenever I wear this shirt, I know that I smell like shit. And, you know, that's not really cool because it's supposed to be like a fun experience, thrifting, buying cool clothes. You're supposed to have fun. Another thing with this shirt in particular for the viewers watching, um, I didn't do all these rips. It's a cool like old Slipknot shirt. It's really dope. And it probably would be worth a lot more fucking money if the person that bought this and sold it to me didn't rip it everywhere. It's like distressed for the people listening. There's like little cuts all around the neck. And it's like, it looks okay, but it looks way too like fucking, I'm edgy as fuck, dude. I cut off fucking, I got rips everywhere, dude. It's fucking sick. It's so fucking like, it makes it, it makes the shirt cringy to wear, but um, you know, it was dope, and you had all the fucking members on there, and I just thought it was sick, but it got ruined by the rips. So, there's my explanation. Um, I want to say something really quick before we get into today's episode. Um, today we're talking about pickup lines, we're talking about how it used to be for all you older fans out there, friends and family out there that are, you know, 30, 40, 50, even maybe 80 years old, um... You guys know that your generation, when you were growing up, asking a girl out was a lot different. There was a lot more romance involved. It wasn't just, let me get a fucking BJ and let's go to fucking Chipotle. It was, there was a lot more romance back then than there is now. I'm going to be addressing that. I'm going to be talking about some pickup lines that you guys sent me on my Instagram DMs, um, the best and the worst. And we're going to be, there's actually a good some good sneakers that are coming out within the rest of the year. I got some black Yeezys, some retro ones. We're going to be talking about those later. Before I get into those, I'm not doing an ad right now because what I want to say is um, normally I get like, I don't know, my, my ratings have fucking dropped a little bit ever since I started doing the time slippers ad in the beginning i feel like people are just turning it off because my my ratings changed a little bit it's not drastic and I'm, i don't have that many fucking people anyways but i don't want to fucking lose you guys so we're gonna keep it in the middle because clearly you guys enjoyed it in the middle i wanted to try some beginner like some uh intro spots and like in the first five minutes do the ad instead of the middle but People are fucking not listening anymore. So if we're going to go back to the... Let's go. Let's fucking go back. I'm sorry. All right, let's go back. Um, here's what happened this week. This is what sparked the fucking... This is what made me want to talk about um, like romance back then versus now and pickup lines and all this shit. I, and I do love talking about this shit, but this week um, I went on a date with a girl and it wasn't really a date. It was like me and my friend and his girlfriend and I needed someone to take with to the movie. So I hit this girl up and I was like, hey, you know, we fucking, we never gone out. Let's go out. 
And I wasn't, okay, before I say this, because I know you're going to think, like, that's not a real date, Ange. It's just a movie and you're with your friends. I, okay, I know. But compared to people now, people now don't even fucking do dates anyways. People now, they, like, go to Starbucks and meet and, like, force each other or force themselves to give a fuck about the other girl's story or the guy's story. And you have to just sit there and be like, really? So where did you go to school? That's really cool. What's your favorite subject in school? And it's just, it's very forced. So I know that seeing a movie, you're not really connecting with the person. You're kind of just cuddling and watching a film. But it's still going out. It's still at least doing something. It's better than just having someone over that's a stranger. So don't fucking roast my ass there. But... um. We went to this place, and she's a really cool girl. She's funny. She's cool. But we went to this movie, and I always, pay, I usually pay on the first date because I think, maybe I've said different before, but as of right now, I think that, you know what, I've been on so many fucking, I've had so many bad experiences that if I... If, I, if this isn't the fucking one, if this isn't the girl that I'm going to fucking really fall for, then, hey, it cost me $25 to get her out of my life. You know, that's a fucking famous line from an old Italian movie, but it's really true. And um, if you spend 25 bucks on a movie ticket, which is a lot for a movie ticket, by the way, we went to a Dolby theater, which was insane, but... Um, yeah, I pay for a fucking ticket and, you know, you drive there, a little bit of gas, total costs after snacks and all that. Maybe it's 40 bucks, but 40 am I willing to pay $40 to to have a chance at meeting someone that could really fucking win me over and get my fucking heart going? Sure. You know, 40 bucks is not going to fucking kill me. If you're going on first dates and you're like the first time you're meeting, you're taking her to like a $300 fucking five-star restaurant and going to a shed aquarium and fucking, I don't know, spending time in a fucking building, then, uh, you know, then maybe it's not worth it because that's a lot of money. But show, movie, dinner, whatever, not too much, right? Um, Now, after the movie... I like to be, I like to be like appreciated sometimes, you know, I'm very, maybe this is my fault, but I'm very used to doing things and people appreciating them. Like this podcast, you guys message me all the time. I love what you're doing. Thank you. You're fucking hilarious, whatever it is. And I get instant gratification. I also get instant gratification throughout my job all the time, which we've talked about recently, which is I get shoes. I sell them. Thank you so much. I love them. Thank you. These are great. I'm going to post you on my store whatever it is. So everything that I do because of my job, because I'm doing like a, I'm a content creator in some way, um, everything that I do is usually like I, I want the feedback. I need the feedback, whether it's good or bad. Some people, rarely, some people say, hey, your podcast wasn't that fucking funny. You suck dick, bro. Hey, you know, that's your opinion. Thank you for your feedback. I DM people all the time that are talking about my podcast and I say, give me the negatives and give me the positives because I'm in the growing phase. I'm still a fucking nobody. So your guys' feedback will always matter. Um, And even I, I bring that with me to a fucking relationship or a date. If I take a girl out, yeah, it's nice to know that like, hey, I can pay or hey, thank you. It was sweet that you took me out. It would be nice, right? I don't think that's me asking for too much. I think that every guy out there that takes a girl on a date wants a, th- a fucking thank you, right? It's it's sweet. It shows that she's appreciative and whatever else. It's not huge, but it fucking helps. 
Um, on, in this particular situation this week, um, I, I we were on our way home and I was just saying, you know, like, I don't really think, I think we're fucking, we're, we're good now. You know, we saw the movie, it was fun, I had a, lot, I had a good time, and I think we could part ways. And she didn't fucking want to do that, but I did, you know, but she didn't. And she was like, really? Like, I'm gonna, you're going to send me home? I was like, well, I mean, yeah, you know, we went on the date and we, we did everything that we could. We, we saw the movie and we're good now, right? And then she was like, well, I mean, I could come inside. And I was like, well, I mean, you could, but you could do a lot of things that we're not going to do right now. So fucking go on home, which is not even like a normal guy thing to do. A normal guy is like, let's go back to the fucking place and give me top, babe. But I'm not trying to be like that. I'm trying to just, I want to see a movie and then let's fucking, then let's split apart and next time maybe we'll fucking do something else. But she was like mad, first of all, not like super mad, but she was like, really? I hope you fucking remember this. Like, thanks for nothing. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of fucked up because I took you to the date and we had a fun time and you're not even addressing that and you're mad because I don't want you to come in my bed afterwards. So it was kind of shitty, right? And that made me start thinking, you know, then I was telling me, I told my grandparents about it. They had a fucking ball because my papa was like, where's the fucking respect? What, what, what happens? What happened to morals? What happened to fucking respecting someone? Where did all that go? And that's how he is. And then it made me think like, you're fucking right, man. When, when my papa grew up, like asking a girl out was like, I mean, I don't really know, but I, I'm guessing it was like you pull up to their house in their driveway, you go to the fucking door, you ring the doorbell, the parents answer, hi, Mrs. and Mr. Johnson. I don't know who says Mrs. first, but hi, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. Um, I think I'm, well, you didn't say I think I'm here because you know that you're here. You would say, I'm here to pick up your daughter. And then they'd be like, oh, it's so nice to meet you, Gerald. Come inside. And then you fucking sit there and they ask you, you know, what are you guys going to do tonight? I would love to take your your daughter out. We're going to go see a movie. We're going to go to the drive-in theater. Back then they had drive-ins and people fucking enjoyed them. We're going to the drive-in theater tonight and we're going to go fucking disco, disco ball clubbing. And probably like do coke or some shit because coke was big in like the 60s and 70s and 80s, right? Um, but even before then, like the 40s and 50s, I don't, well, I don't fucking know how dating was then. But my point is it was a lot different. You know, you go see a movie, you go out to eat, you go dancing, which nobody fucking goes dancing on a first date now. Um, dancing would be like fucking, it would just be a cringy, f- cringe fuck fest. Um, it would be like, let's go do Fortnite dances in my fucking basement. It would be nowhere near as romantic as and fun as it used to be. Also, people used to fucking bring, like the guy used to bring the woman flowers all the time. Like that was a thing. Like you bring the woman flowers, which I still think is a very cute and kind act. And I would do that for someone that I was serious for. But on a first date, buying flowers for someone, it's fucking, that's fucking risky shit, man. I don't know if that was like the meta back then or the norm but uh i mean i definitely know flowers were involved you know opening the door but which if you're a guy i mean i still do this but if the girl's coming to my car i'll get out of the car and go around and open the door for her it's just a it's a like it was in an italian movie too but uh it's just a very nice thing to do you know you fucking back then you couldn't you couldn't like manual or automatically unlock the doors so you would open the door. This was a test. It was in, I can't fucking remember what movie it was in, but the guy goes around the door 
and he un- he unlocks her door for her and opens it, and then she gets in the car, he closes it, and when he gets around, he said the, in the movie, I, if I could think of what the fuck it was, it was maybe Bronx Tale. Um, he goes around on the other side of the door and he says, if she doesn't pick that lock for you and unlock your door, dump her because it's an instant like he, that's the, the line is if he doesn't pick that lock for you or if she doesn't pick the lock for you, dump her. Um, meaning like I opened the door for you. You got in my car. By the time I get around to get back in the car, if you haven't already picked the lock and unlocked the door for me, then you're a fucking piece of shit because I did something for you and you're not fucking doing it for me, you know? It's an easy thing. But now you can start a car and unlock the doors and open the doors, turn on the fucking fan. You could do everything from your key. So you don't get that opportunity anymore. So for me, the opportunity to tell if she's a fucking keeper or get fucking rid of her is... um, Is like, yeah, does she say thank you? Is she appreciative? Did she fucking, you know, did she show any empathy or thankfulness in what you did for her? Um, and this week, you know, we're fucking zero for eight lately. But that's what happens sometimes. Um, now, then I started thinking, you know, I wonder how guys ask girls out. I wonder what the first dates are like. I wonder what it, the first conversations are like. Because the other thing you have to remember is nowadays, like, the first date back then was the first time you're talking, period. The first time you're talking. You see a girl in a bar, you see a girl at school or whatever the fuck. You want to go on a date? Sure. Until that date, you don't fucking know about this person, right? Maybe a rare occasion you use your house phone to call the person. But back then, there wasn't phones, there wasn't Twitter. It wasn't like, let's fucking DM for a week before it was the first time you're meeting, period. Now, the first date's almost been ruined by texting because I want to learn about this person. And rather than like actually going out and hanging out and then completely fucking laying it on the table, telling each other about each other, now it's like, well, we can text from now until our first date, which might be a week. So now, within that week, we're talking and learning things about each other. And if I see something that I don't like, or if she makes like a joke or says something like, hey, I killed my dog and she thought it was funny and that's fucked up to me, then, you know, I see a red flag. So then I just don't meet her. And she could do the same to me. You know, hey, this kid's his all his fucking head looks like an almond. And why is he so skinny? Is he Slender Man or is he fucking, you know, upside down football head? People might not, they might not be as into you when you start talking to them. So that's why a lot of things, dating is like, when it comes to like online dating, it's just like talking, talking, talking. 80% of the time you just stop talking and they just disappear. 20% of the time you actually follow up and go on a date, if not less. But my point is like back then, you didn't have the chance to fucking see a red flag before you met them because you didn't know anything about them. Um, and I just thought that was interesting. So I guess this is my segue into now I'm going to play a video. (laughs) I would play a video on YouTube. This is a modern, this is a current video. This was only posted about a year ago. It says three creative ways to ask a girl out. Okay. And my speaker's working. Um, at the end of this, by the way, I'm going to play the betrayal thing. When my speaker died last week, I didn't get to finish a question. I'm going to play that too, because I want to follow up with it. But This was an interesting video that I figured I'd respond to. It says three creative ways to ask a girl out. Confidence, dominance, and directness. I believe that- He's saying the three key things to asking a girl out is confidence, dominance, and directness, which 
I like dominance. I don't really. Anyways, let's keep going. The best way to ask a woman out. Don't beat around the bush. Just go for it because that's what she wants. And if you just do it just like that, she's going to say yes. Stick around until the end because the last one you've never heard before. It's fucking worth okay, it, guys. The first one is what I call the five-year-old technique. When you meet a woman for the first time and you go for her number, you're going to be all cute and flirty and tell her as if you're telling a five-year-old what you're going to do. So you say it. And yeah, that's a good way to get a chick, man. <laughs> middle conversation just like this. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get your phone number. I'm going to text or call you. Which do you prefer? Call? Okay, call. I'm going to call you and we're going to go on a date next week. And it's going to be someplace that you've never been before. Like, okay. You see what I did there? Imagine this. For all you females out there, imagine this. You're at a fucking bar or you're at a, the Woodfield Mall and a guy comes up to you and he goes, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get your number. Do you prefer phone or call? Okay, call. She didn't answer. You just fucking assumed call. And he goes, I'm going to call you next week, and we're going to go out to eat. I'm going to take you somewhere that you've never been before. If I was a girl, I'd be like, um, no. <laughs> like, what the fuck strategy? Honest, confident, and dominant. He was direct, honest, confident, and dominant. I would much rather... I mean, I'm a guy, so maybe a girl would be like, holy fuck, somewhere I've never been? Where the fuck are we going? I'm in. But I feel like any normal girl that I know in my life, if a guy came up to her, by the time you could even stop talking, she would probably just have walked away. Like, no thanks, I'm not interested. You're fucking creepy. I'm going to take you somewhere you've never been before. Well, she's probably never been in a fucking alley, right? So that could mean anything. Here's his next way. Exactly what we're going to do, and I showed my intentions. This is going to turn her on. Also, I did something similar to future... Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so fucking wet. He's going to take me in an alley and fuck me? Holy shit. And he's creepy? This is awesome. That's fun. Let's see the next one. It's really creative and fun. When you ask a woman out and invite her to your place for the first time, ask her to bring a bunch of random items. For example, pepper and a pen and a deck of cards. Doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's something pretty common that she should have lying around the house. The idea here is to get her intrigued by why she's gonna be bringing these items over to your house. The curiosity will make her less likely to flake on the date and make the date more exciting. Hey babe, you're looking really cute. Come over to my house tonight, bring paper, some pepper, and a fucking bag of dog food. Hey, no, I don't, I don't really want to do that. Why the fuck would I do that? Uh, I, it's just something, I'm trying something new, you know, or bring fucking salt, pepper, and a, and a bag of chips. I don't think I want to do that, so I'm just going to say no. I have a boyfriend, actually. Wait, but babe, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go back to my place. You're going to fucking, no thanks, I'm good. See you later, fucking creepo. That's how it would go. This guy's zero for two. Let's see his last, his last uh, creative way to ask a girl out. Tell her that you just wanted to see if she would actually do it. Whatever you do, make sure it's only two to three items because you don't want her scrambling for a bunch of stuff for no reason. Three. Which is literally what she's doing. Another creative way to ask a woman out is to tell her that you're going to pick her up at her place and you're going to go out for dinner. Instead, 
when you show up to her place, you're going to have you're going to bring a gun and hold it to her. Okay. And cook an amazing <laughs> gourmet meal at uh, her place. This will be an Okay, this idea is also fucking trash. He says you're going to say that you're going to pick her up at her place and go out to eat. Instead, bring groceries and cook her an amazing meal at her place. So yeah, just fucking walk right in. She's like, oh my god, I'm ready to go see a movie. You're like, nope, move, bitch. I got fucking cucumbers, peppers, steak. We're going to make a fat fucking dinner. You get inside, her mom's there on the couch, the dad's there. Sorry, guys, we're making some fucking food. It wasn't planned, but hey, creative ways to ask it brought out. No, you know what? This so this is this proves my point of right now the modern my generation bunch of fucking morons they don't know what they're doing and uh, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I know what I'm doing because I fucking really don't sometimes sometimes I just start with hey you're cute want to fucking make out you know just kind of simple things those are my three lines hey you're cute want to make out those are my three lines because. Any of them you could say no to. Any of them you could say, well, I probably wouldn't say like, want to make out right away. But um, I like to just keep it fun. Sometimes I'll say, hey, what's your favorite food? What's your fucking favorite scary movie? That's another big one is asking someone their favorite scary movie. Because I think their answer could really like tell who they are as a fucking person. When you say, what's your favorite scary movie? And someone says, I don't like scary movies. That could mean like maybe they're like... They don't even like to be scared. Maybe they're too much of in a fucking little perfect unicorn bubble that they don't want to pop it by seeing some fucked up shit or hearing a scary story. They might be too like happy of a person and haven't gotten to know the real world yet. If someone loves scary movies and likes deep fucking like mind fuck scary movies, if she names a mind fuck scary movie, then you could maybe that tells you that she's a fucking deep person and that she could really like to she likes to challenge how she thinks. If someone just says like, "Oh, um it was scary or child's play or something that has a very visual like clown that's scary or Chucky doll, then it's like she's probably more of a fun person, likes the jump scare, doesn't really like to care about the storyline. Now that is completely, just blatantly like fucking, not, um, I don't know what the word is. That's like a wrong thing to do and that's not how I do it. But when someone asks, when someone tells me their favorite scary movie, I do think like maybe this is a hint that she's a deep person or maybe I don't just write it off as like oh you don't like scary movies fuck you then you're a piece of shit I don't do it that extreme but I think some questions you could ask tell about a person and you could say like what's your favorite food and she could be like oh my god I'm so fucking picky the only thing I'm gonna eat is and then it tells you that she's a picky person you could learn things by just stupid fun questions if you say want to make out she says yes then you know this is only gonna be a sexual thing um here are some, uh, I asked you guys to DM me some of your best or worst DMs that you got on Instagram or on Tinder or whatever it is. It's like pickup lines, but pickup lines nowadays, it's not literally a pickup line. It's It can be, but a pickup line is also just known as like the first message that someone sends you on a dating app. So I'm going to read these off, but before I read them off, I want to tell you guys about time slippers. Time slippers are one of the most comfortable shoes I have ever worn. 
Um, they have Italian genuine leather on the outside, which as you wear it, it only gets more fucking flexible. It only allows more comfortability. These shoes, you could fucking ball them up and put them in your goddamn jean pocket. That's how flexible these things are. The inside is all wool. It's shortcut, so you're not going to sweat too much. And even if you do, there's air holes on the left and right side. On the inside, the inside is key right there. There's a strap at the tongue that covers it. You could hear that, hear that fucking ASMR right there. Um, there's the strap at the tongue. There's a strap at the heel. It's very easy to make sure you're comfortable in your foot and it's tighter on your heel. It's, it gives you two forms of adjustability um, in, in the front and back of the shoe, which a lot of shoes don't offer. 99% of shoes just have laces, which is only securing the top, and then your heel's fucking bouncing out, and then you're, what are you doing? You know, are you playing, are you fucking playing games, or are you wearing shoes? So, stop fucking playing games. Get yourself some time slippers. <laughs> uh, that's not their, that's not their slogan. Their slogan isn't stop playing games, but, you know, I like to make it fun sometimes, and by the way, if you weren't intrigued, if it didn't get you fucking going down there, when I said Italian genuine leather and wool, if that didn't get you fucking rock hard, then let me tell you about the insole, okay? The insole is a yoga mat insole. It's six millimeters thick, thicker than your fucking ex-girlfriend and and your boyfriend's fucking dick. Um, and, you know, for females and men, they're, these are just great. Um <laughs> And I think you should definitely go get a pair because dead serious, they're one of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. Now, they're premium materials, so you're going to pay a premium for them. They're not a fucking $50 slipper, but I wouldn't pay $50 and get that same quality from another shoe. So it makes sense. Vans, Converse, thin, shitty materials, but the price is 50, 60 bucks. So when you look at these, they range from $110 to $190. Higher prices, right, but it's higher quality. You know, you're getting what you fucking give. And since I'm telling you about this, you get a promo code KIXNGIGS, Kicks and Gigs, and that will save you 20% off, which is up to $50 on some pairs. Uh, covers your shipping and gives you a little bit of money to save in your pocket. So. Go check out timeslippers.com or their Instagram, timeslippers, and now we'll get back into the show. Um, so before I play, where the fuck is my speaker? Oh, before I play these pickup lines that you guys sent me, last week I did uh, an episode on betrayal and a guy was trying to tell me a story, but my speaker died within the story. So I'm going to play that really quick because I promised you guys I would, and then we'll go back on the subject. This is a story about a guy that got betrayed. So, that's loud. I got betrayed in college. This was a kid who I grew up with, like from kindergarten, and we went all through high school together. And he was one of my best friends. And we went to college together all four years. And in my freshman year, uh, there was this chick that I kind of was into, and you know, we were not exclusive, but you know, it was kind of. They're, they're fucking, fucking is know, what he's saying. Kind of liked her. So anyway, I go home for winter break, and this fucking cocksucker <laughs> proceeds to bang this chick 
and then not fucking tell me and she told me because she felt bad so this was a wow. kid who was supposed to be my best friend and waited till i went chick that i was into and then didn't tell me so fuck he was probably saying fuck you but it cut off i forgot to mention the worst part when i left for break i was like yo dude just keep an eye on this chick, man. Make sure she's not, you know, fucking dudes behind my back and shit. Just make sure oh, she's you fucking wish. level and cool if I'm going to invest time into this chick. So that was probably his way of telling me oh, she wasn't worth dude, it. Dude, here's my response. Interesting response for you here. I think the fact that you said, this is, this is fucking wild. I'm throwing you a curveball. The fact that you said... Make sure she doesn't fuck any other guys. That alone, I'm not saying it's the only reason, but that alone could have definitely motivated him to be like, you know what? He said, I can't do it. I'm fucking her. I'm going to fuck her. And he did it, unfortunately. But when you tell someone you can't do something, that could that might only fucking make them want to do it more. Now, the fact that he was your best friend and that you were going away and he still did it, that's shitty. You know, definitely this guy is a piece of shit. But um, you got to fucking think reverse psychology there um, or whatever the fucking word is. When you tell someone not to do something, are they going to fucking honor your request or are they going to really want to do it more because they know they got a fucking easy end of what gets under your skin? Uh, that's really shitty and I'm sorry that that happened. But in the future, you know, just be like, look, man, she's my girlfriend. Even if she's not, just say she's my girlfriend because then he will respect that because you're just being honest or, well, you're not being honest, but you're just telling him she's my girlfriend and any guy could respect that someone's your girlfriend. But if you say, if I like wrote online, I'm talking to a girl in a different country right now. We don't even, we haven't even fucking met before. She lives in Edmonton. If I posted on Twitter, nobody better fucking talk to this chick ever because she's mine. Every guy is going to, first of all, click her profile and go fi figure out who she is. And then the fact that they know it makes me mad, they're going to be like, hey, you know what? He said something on my podcast I didn't like. Hey, babe, you're pretty fucking hot. You want to come give me fucking head? And then they're going to start hitting on her and being assholes, you know? So uh, I think that when you tell people not to do shit, it's only going to make them want to do it more. The other part, though, is... That you're this, she's at fault too. You know, it's not just us guys. Guys are pieces of shit. Guys are known to always want to do sexual shit. We're always the fucking horny ones. We always are get looked at as the fucking cuck lords. But women, do you have a fucking? She's wrong too. You know, you were seeing her, even if it was just sex or just going out or whatever it was. Uh, you have to have the fucking talk. And if you don't have the talk. And she's not exclusive. If she doesn't want to be exclusive with you, then it will happen exactly like this. You're going to find out the hard way. If you never said like, hey, do you want to fucking make this legit or not? Like, what are we doing here? And you never had that conversation and she goes and fucks someone else, regardless if it's your best friend or your dad, uh, there, was, there was never anything established. So even though like you feel shitty, it's her fault that you feel shitty because she had slept with someone else. But uh, at the same time, it's like you never establish rules. Girls are going to fucking, they're equally as horny. Sorry, my fucking thing fell. Um, girls are equally as horny as guys are sometimes. I know you don't want to fucking believe it, but girls need sex just as much as guys do. It's a fucking two-way thing. So girls will go make that move. A lot of the times guys think that, I'm talking to one girl and she's only going to talk to me. 
but I'm also going to go talk to 10 other chicks. Like, but then if the girl does it, they get fucking mad and like snappy and shit. And like, that's unfair. If I'm talking to a girl and she says, don't talk to other guys. And I say, okay, don't talk to other girl. I fucked it up. If, okay, basically you, it has to be a fucking commitment. Okay. You have to both agree. We're exclusive. We're only talking to each other. Maybe we're not officially dating yet, but let's just keep it between us and see what happens. You have to have that conversation. Otherwise it's fucking no, no fucking rules. What's the, I was trying to make a WWE thing. No holds barred. Is that what it's called? The fuck does it even mean? I don't know. No rules. All right. Extreme rules. Otherwise you want to fucking make rules then you have to stick true like stay true to it you can't be sleeping with other people and she won't and then have the conversation you'll be fine all right that was a way too long fucking explanation of one thing so i'm never going to do all that again but now here's the people that responded to me with the fucked up pickup lines this guy says I have a very important question if my face was a chair would you sit on it so i could eat my way to your heart like, first of all, not funny. Second of all, I don't know. This is cringe, cringe lord. I've said, like, sit on my face to a girl, but when you, like, try to make it, like, fucking funny and, like, and that's the first thing you're saying, like, I don't know. I'm sure I've said, like, I'm probably, I've probably said something like, sit on my face, you're hot to a girl, but, like, if my face was a chair, could you sit on it so I could eat my way to your heart? Okay, man. This next one's long, and this is real. This is some Someone literally sent me this. This may sound like I'm fucking with you, but I'm not. I recently... I was recently diagnosed with a terminal disease called syroaudiovascular malexia. Google it if you want. I don't even know how I just said that. I can never say words that big. Essentially, I don't get enough blood flow to my ears, so they are slowly freezing, and they will soon fall off, and it will spread to my inner ear and brain. There is no cure, but it was, there is one treatment. I need to... Listen to cringe, man. I need to... Warm my ears constantly to save my life. So the inner thigh of your... The only material that's soft enough is your inner thigh on a pretty girl. So I need you to sit on my face for medical reasons. Uh, that's, that's so funny. You're so funny. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> this guy says, your friend in the right may, may be my wife. You're cute too, though. You know, he's kind of just shooting his fucking shot. When you post pictures on your dating profile with you and 12 chicks, hey, I don't fucking know which one you are. The girl on the left's cute. You might be cute too. I would probably do the same thing. This guy's not bad, you know? Post a picture of just you. Stop posting pictures of the fucking Brady Bunch in a picture because it makes it hard for the guys. Um, this one's fucked. Did you grow up on a farm because you sure know how to raise a nice cock? <laughs> I mean, it actually made me laugh, but uh, she's she responded and said, "Really want to know your success rate with that line." This shit, reading these, makes me never want to fucking like ninety percent of the time. I just say hi or you're cute, um, which you know you're cute might be a little bit cringy, but that's that's how I fucking roll. Um, I try to do like fun things, but this shit makes me think of like. Wow, if I was a girl and a guy was saying this to me, that's so disgusting and like so fucked. This makes me like, I want to delete my all of my dating. I probably will today delete all of my dating apps because this shit's fucked. This next one, it says, 
Yo, me and my boy M Dog trying to get it in around 4 p.m. Are you down? She says, Sorry, I'm with. I mean, I'm not even gonna. Sorry, I'm with H Dog, a little busy. So we thinking like Monday then might not get home until late. We don't sleep, so it's all Gucci. Hit me up when you're back. And then he texted her again and said, It might be have to be. It may have to be T Dog tonight if that's okay. I don't know what either one of you guys are fucking saying. And we're going to go to the next one. Now, this is a tweet that I found. This might just be the worst pickup line ever. This girl's last name is Geary. The guy said, hey, do you have a lot of gear? She said, what? And he said, it's because of your last name. <laughs> okay. Fuck you, weirdo, creep, fuck off. Uh, what was she supposed to say? Oh, my God, that's fucking hilarious. Yes, I have a lot of gear. Come over and fuck me. Like, I don't know what, some guys, they don't really don't know what they're doing. This next one, I was going to tell you you're beautiful, but beauty is on the inside and I haven't been inside you yet. That one's kind of funny. You know, I can see the humor there. It is a little creepy for the hardcore feminists out there would get pissed off at this one. But being a guy that could let loose and have a little bit of fun, that one's kind of funny, but wouldn't say it on the first message. Um, only because like, you're literally like, you're requesting the fucker on the first message, a uh, little extreme, but I could see why it's funny. You know, it's creative. Beauty on the, is on the inside, not on the outside. It's a very popular thing. He used it, made it sexual, add a little bit of douchebag to it, and it became a funny pickup line. I still guarantee you he got rejected. This, this isn't really a pickup line. This is just shit that men do to Instagram models, and I figured I'd throw this one in there. Hey, beautiful, I came across your profile. I'm really interested in you. I'm willing to pay you a daily allowance of $200 for online arrangements. Hit me up, hit me up if you're interested. Now, this seems fucked up, but this is very real. Guys pay women online to just send them nudes or text me during the day. Very lonely. It's usually very lonely older men, but... Hey, I'll give you a thousand bucks a week. It's like rich fucking old men that just have money. And it's literally like, I'm going to pay you. Snapchat me some pictures of your ass. Call me during this day. Ask me how I'm doing. Fucking give a shit about me and I'm going to pay you. It's sad as fuck, but that's a real thing. Um, now, this is a conversation that I had with uh, an older woman on a dating app. This was um, a while ago. I think this was like, I don't even know, three or four months ago. And I was, sometimes I would do this thing where I would put the age limits from like 32 to fucking 48. You know, it's a thing that guys like to call, you know, MILF hunting, which is a shitty way to say it. But at the end of the day, I'm not looking to have a relationship with an older woman. It's strictly sex. And it's very good for me and for her. She's older. She gets a young guy that's not going to fucking have wrinkly balls. And I'm younger. I get an older woman with some experience. And it satisfies the little fetish that I have. Um, this was just, this is how fucking real I like to keep it on dating apps. She said, I get hundreds of guys your age wanting to go out with me. Why? What is the attraction? This is literally word for word what I said. Well, a lot of guys my age probably watch porn that involves a mom or MILF actress fucking a younger guy. So it's their attempt at making a fantasy turn into a reality. I find myself in that boat as well. I, but I also just can't fucking bear hanging out with most women my age because of their immature interests. No guy is going to tell you that. Let me be the honest one of the bunch. Most guys would be like, it's because you're sexy as fuck. But I was like, you know what? 
this is fucking fun. She asked me a real question. I'm going to be real with her. And then she said, thank you for being so honest. I said, of course. I think it was just fun. You know, we had a fun conversation. Um, just, I don't really, I don't want, don't know why I put that in there. I just thought it was fun. Um, the next one, this guy says, hey, what's up? Dang, you are cute. Not bad. She says, nothing. What are you up to? Here's where he fucked himself. I'm lonely and haven't hooked up with anyone for a while. She responded, probably because you say things like that. Yeah, I mean, good for you, girl. You fucking showed him. It, it wasn't bad in the beginning. She responded, what are you up to? Then he made it fucking a sob story. Um, the last one, guy says, hey, what's up on March 5th? She doesn't answer. March 10th, he says, fuck your flat face. Um, guys have a th tendency to do that. It was never my speed. I don't fucking get rage. I call that fucking, uh, I don't know what I call that, actually. It's just like, it's called rejection rage. That's what I'm going to call it. Because when it, when you message a girl and she doesn't answer, to me, that's just a key that, she, or a, like, hint that she's not interested, right? I message you on a dating app. You don't respond. Hey, we're not going to fucking work out. Other guys, though, most people, I feel like, or it's become a meme that a lot of guys, when they don't answer, then they'll be like, fuck you then, you're a stupid bitch anyways. And it's like, that's so petty to fucking do when I've not answered a girl and then five days later I answer and I was just like, hey, I didn't see this, I was busy. And then we became friends. So stop being such a psychopath, chill the fuck out. If she didn't answer, she either thinks you're not interesting enough or maybe she's just busy, bro. Chill the fuck out. Um, that was fun. I like topics like this. I have a lot of fun when I talk about weird shit like this. But now we're going to talk about shoes. Um, because this is a sneaker podcast after all. And what would this show be if I didn't talk about shoes at the end of it? You know? It would be kicks. It would be fucking and giggles. It would just be and giggles. And we, that's not really exciting. So let's talk about some shoes. I haven't shown these off yet. I thought I did... But these have been sitting in my room for so fucking long. Uh, these are the Nike Fear of God 1s in the light bone colorway. Let me just point a few things out, okay? I'm going to talk about some shoes that are coming out. I got some pictures behind me. But beforehand, I want to get some fucking uppy-closey time with these bad boys. These are absolutely amazing. I love the look of them. I love high tops. You guys know I'm a high top guy. They're not flat. They have a little bit of... Like there's a pull tab at the front and then they got this inside heel tab that gives it a little bit of fucking texture or whatever you want to call that. Um, but I wore the black pair, okay? You guys, I, I posted pictures of them on my uh, Instagram. I wore the black pair of these or Fear of God Nike ones and I loved them. But the toe cap was suede and it looked very clean and then the rest of the shoe was mesh and it was just, it just was fucking perfect. It was a black shoe, mesh. It's not going to pick up dirt that easy. It's easy to clean. Only a little bit of suede, so I didn't mind it. Plus, it's a dark color. This shoe, on the other hand, the colorway is dope. The light bone, it's like a beige gray. It's awesome. But the fact that it's a light color and it's fucking suede, these are going to pick up dirt so fucking easily. And it's not only suede on the toe cap like the black pair. It's suede throughout the whole fucking shoe. And that's just a turnoff for me. You know, I'm not really into that. Another thing about these, I think it was the same on the black pair, is that the inside is also suede. It looks like a jersey, but it's like, it's just short suede. It's some buttery ass suede. It's nice quality, but you know how fucking hard it is to get your foot in this fucking shoe? 
extremely hard. It's a six. No, okay, it's six is way too low. It's literally like a nine out of ten. How hard it is to get my foot in my fucking shoe. Ten is the hardest. One's the easiest. These fear of God ones. It's it's a nine. You know, I'm sorry to say it. I love the shoe. I think they're great. The collaboration is dope. What they're doing with these is is awesome. Uh, the triangular cage that they got going around the shoe. I like the very minimal branding. There's a swoosh on it, but it's tiny. The fear of God is in white. You can barely see it. Uh, rarely, I don't like, or rarely, rarely, I don't like. That doesn't make sense. Um, usually, I like big branding, especially when it's a collab. But fear of God is a designer company. They do do a lot of minimal shit. Um, they literally have like four shirts that say fear of God across them. The rest of them are all plain. So for the brand, it makes sense. You know, for fear of God, it makes sense to not have very loud fucking branding on the shoe. But um, yeah, I mean, overall, they're a great shoe. I would say definitely go with the black pair. Also, what people aren't going to tell you, for a $900 shoe, this zipper sucks fucking penis. And uh, I don't know, I think it's called Riri zippers are the nice zippers that are like great and easy to use. This is a Fear of God branded zipper and it just feels cheap. You know, this fucking, the actual zipper head fucking thing. I don't know, I, I think that's a fucking offensive word, but I'm meeting the, the head of the zipper um, in this back of the shoe. It says Fear of God on it. It's not branded by anything else. So it makes me think that they made this and I would hire a different company to make your zippers because these are trash, man. Like a lot of people broke these. They're hard to get on. You have to pull it all the way down before you put your shoe on. Otherwise, it will straight up rip apart. So just some, uh, just some fucking, I don't know, disclaimers for you guys. Otherwise, the packaging is awesome. They come with like five pairs of laces. They come with these lace locks on them. They come with black, light bone, and then like a medium gray pair of laces. Um, and then they come with this big ass tote bag. Like the accessories are great. The shoe's great. Uh, comfortability wise, they're great. But it's just the small details on an expensive shoe when you're spending that much money. These are the laces they come with, by the way. I don't think they're black because clearly you could see that they're not black. But when you're spending that much money on a shoe, the small things matter too. You know, how... How quality is the suede? How quality is the zipper? Do I want to buy an $800 shoe and break the zipper or risk breaking it? So uh, I was a little upset to see that a company that like Fear of God and Nike couldn't fucking add a third party person in there and get some quality zippers made. Um, but you know, that's a fucking, they got to get as much money as they can out of us. And uh, you know, that's it. Now, the next thing, I there's a lot of Yeezys coming out soon. The Yeezy 700, Vanta, um, there, I'm, I'll get into those in a second. But I wanted to bring out one of my favorite Yeezys of all time, um, at least with the Ditas. These are the Wave Runners. I haven't shown these on the podcast either. You guys have seen them everywhere. A lot of people wear these. They've become kind of fucking mainstream. But this was like the first dad shoe that I ever really bought. Um, I never got into New Balance. I never got into... A6. I love how they look. I, there's definitely plenty of Sauconies and shit that I love, but I never wore them. I never thought they looked good on my feet. Um, Sauconies, tried them on, didn't look good. Gave them to my brother as a gift. Um, 
You know, a lot of the, I ordered Bodegas Tauconies. They were dope. I literally just like to look at them. I never put them on my feet. So for a dad shoe, a low top shoe, I fucking love the Wave Runners. It took me a while to grow on them. They have orange. They have lime green in them. They have this dark green. There's blue. It's fucking all over the place. But somehow it just fucking works well. And uh, they're super comfortable. The only downside is I wish that there was a pull tab because a lot of low top shoes, it's easy to fucking... Like, they're low, so you can't really grab a lot of the fucking shoe when you're putting your foot in. So a lot of low-top shoes have a pull tab, and these don't. That kind of made me upset, but you get upset sometimes in life. Um, these have been worn like seven or eight times, and they still look fucking great. So I'm a big fan of how they come out after wearing them for a while. And, yeah, I just wanted to give some love to these. These are, in my opinion, the best, like, 700. They're the best colorway within the past... I don't even know, two years. I was a big fan of the Black Friday Pack V2s, but those are my favorite as of right now. Now, this fucking pair of Vanta Yeezy 700, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's a Yeezy Boost 700 V2. It's not the same exact shoe as the Wave Runner. It's the V2 version, um, which is like the Geode and the fucking, I think there's one more, but these are dope. I don't think that the market is going to be high on them, but here's why, okay? Black Yeezys, yes, the fucking market is high. The breads are going for like a thousand bucks. They fluctuate now. They're kind of going up and down, but the breads are expensive. The triple black uh, like boot version Yeezys, those go for a lot of money. Um, the red stripes, the Oreos, the fucking coppers, even though they're not all black, those are still a majority black shoe. And even those are still like six, seven, eight hundred bucks. And then you look at the blue tints, the Beluga 2.0s, all of that. Those are all colorful colorways, sesames, creams, and they're all like 350. So yes, black fucking Yeezys will always be more expensive. I think just because the fact that you could wear black with anything Anyone could wear a black Yeezy and appreciate the materials and quality. They're not loud. They're not extreme. There's no colors. Uh, like my dad could wear these Vantas, Vantas and he would probably love them. But if he looked at the Wave Runners, he'd be like, those are ugly as fuck. I would never wear those. So when it's an all black shoe, you kind of just think of an all black shoe. You don't think of the actual like differences in the shoe that's, you know what I mean? So I think that the V2 version uh, these ones, these are another rumor to come out. I think they're probably going to come out at the end of summer. Um, that's just my prediction. I think the V2 all black will probably go for more money than the Vantas only because, uh, well, you know, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I think they look better actually, but I just think that the 700 colorways, they haven't really fucking won people over. And even the fit of them, the feel of them, the whole dad shoe thing, it's like you have to be a guy that likes the dad shoe look to wear 700s. And for V2s, it just looks like a fucking unique sock type of shoe that is very easy to like I feel like it's very easy to pick a sock shoe over a dad shoe. You know, it's two different styles. So I think that the V2s are going to go for more money. They'll probably still be like five, six hundred bucks, but I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how well this uh, Vanta is going to do. I think those are coming out next month in like fucking April or June. I'm not really sure. Or well, it's April now, but 
and next month would be May, so I knew that. I don't know. I think they're coming out in May. That's all I'm going to fucking say, but they're dope, and this is the first, the V2s, this is the first V2 I've gotten to appreciate in so fucking long, so I'm hyped for those. The 700s, I'll buy, and I'll show you guys them because they're going to be dope, but I don't know if I'm going to be wearing those. I still haven't really gotten into the 700 V2 yet, so not really there, but we also have an, a Retro 1 that is kind of like a take on the Fragment Retro 1, which if you know about Fragments, you know that they're one of the most like hyped silhouette of fucking sneakers of the Retro 1s, and uh, they go for, I think they go for like 2000 bucks, maybe even more. Let me see, Fragment Retro 1 size. They gotta be, last time I checked, they were like 1500 They can't be that much more. Oh, wow. So 1990, 2300, around that range. They're an expensive fucking shoe because nobody has them. Very limited. Uh, you know, I could go on forever. But this shoe, it's like, it's not a royal blue. It's not the fragment blue, but it's also not UNC blue, but it's not hyper royal blue, and it's not fucking teal blue that just came out of the teals. Like, how many fucking shades of blue? Can you put on a shoe until people are like, you know what, man, I'm just going to, I just like regular blue, you know? So th they're dope. It's like a bread toe, but it's black on the, uh, it's no, it's not like a bread toe. It's like a black toe, but instead of red on the heel, it's blue and it's called obsidian blue, which I thought was UNC blue, but these pictures do not look like UNC blue at all. I don't know, man. I'm fucking really come up with something fucking new guys this is literally a fragment one with a different shade of blue and they don't have the embedding on the fucking heel so am i hyped for these yes i think it's an awesome colorway i'm a big fan of blue it matches my fucking eyes but i still i'm hyped for the colorway yes but i'm still upset with how they're so non-creative when they come to their colorways but uh, I think these are going to be a hit for sure. A lot of people are going to buy these. They're probably not going to be like a fucking two three hundred dollar retro one. They deserve to be a two three hundred dollar retro one. But the way that I know the market, uh, this style of shoe, this black toe style of retro one, especially with blue, blue is a very fucking common color. They're probably going to go for like five or six hundred bucks, um, and then they're going to drop just like the fucking not for resales did and then they're going to skyrocket just like every fucking other shoe very predictable market right now i'm going to look back on this episode and see what happens and see if my predictions are right hopefully they are but um other than that i hope you guys learned on how to pick up a female or how to hit on a female and i hope you females understand understand now that guys are fucking weird and there are guys in the world that just want to go on a date and don't want to fuck and find those men because they're probably more quality. If a girl got, if a girl comes over on the first date and fucks you, if a guy wants to fuck you on the first date, it doesn't mean that they're a piece of shit. It just means you got to take the things for how they are. You know, we're only having sex and that's about it. We had sex on the first date. It was fun, but I don't really see myself wanting a relationship with a person like that. I'm not saying that if you have sex on the first date, you're a piece of shit. I'm just saying that take things for how they are. You know, if you do that, that's fine, but don't expect a fucking loving, passionate relationship after, you know? Um, I love you all. Thank you for watching. I'm sorry for this fucking weird shirt. And I'll see you next week when we talk about how to bull, how to, how to fucking train a bull.
we're gonna have a, a live Bulls next weekend on the show, and it's gonna be a great time. So thank you guys for listening.